Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in for the third episode of the Global Student Economics Forum's official podcast. I'm Keisha Ramesh, a co-founder and the chief executive officer of the Global Student Economics Forum, an entirely student-led organization dedicated to advancing economic literacy in high schools worldwide through various initiatives. Our mission is to ensure that all students are able to engage with our resources, programs, opportunities, projects, offerings, and more, so that they can understand, appreciate, and contribute to the role that economics plays in shaping everything and everyone, from individual workers to global institutions. You can visit our website at www.gsefofficial.org to learn more about joining and contributing to our organization. With me today is Dr. Ravish Maya, a professor of technology, operations, and statistics at the New York University Stern School of Business, who recently received his doctorate in information systems from the University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Professor Maya specializes in econometrics, information systems, and the digital economy, among other fields. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to speak with us, Professor Maya. Thank you for having me, Kesho. So let's start off with our first question. Many of our listeners are high school students looking to pursue economics, information science, or related fields of study in college. Could you walk us through the steps you took in your educational experience that led you to where you are now? Great. Uh, it's actually very nice to know that your listeners here are looking to pursue economics and information science careers. Uh, these are very impactful and in-demand careers to pursue. Now, I don't believe that there would be too many high school students who would say that they want to be a business school professor. At least I definitely was not one of them. I really liked programming and I like technology. So I started off with engineering in India. My internship at Microsoft and my career at Cisco, uh, both of them were in line with this interest. But as I started working, I wanted to make a lot more impactful contribution than just being a software engineer. So that's why I got my MBA and started working as a manager. Now, being a manager in a big Indian conglomerate, it allowed me to make decisions that had real and immediate business impact. But while working as a manager is when I realized that I preferred being an individual contributor to the most part. And this brings me to the world of academia. Now, what can bring together my interests in technology and business impact? Perhaps a PhD in information systems in a business school. And that's how I got into a PhD program at the University of Maryland. And quite recently, I started as a professor of technology, an assistant professor of technology at uh, the NYU Stern School of Business. Now, my research is in the applied economics track uh, in that I study the digital platform policies and the mechanism design changes on this digital platform policy on digital platforms. So in short, I think despite my initial training in engineering and an experience as an engineer and then as a manager, my curiosity in understanding how users behave on digital platforms and how to potentially encourage, say, good behavior on the platform via mechanism designs, that brought me into this world of economics. And I use economic lens to study some interesting questions on digital platforms. It's really cool to hear. It's very interesting how, you know, you started off with one interest in engineering and you gradually realized that, you know, maybe you could apply your interest somewhere else. And that's how you found business. Um, that's very relevant for a lot of high schoolers who might be deciding between two interests 
or maybe they want to look at something interdisciplinary like you did with technology and business combined. Um, so it this provides a lot of avenues for high school students to determine, okay, this this is what I'm interested in. Um, how can I use this in my you know further educational career? So that was really interesting to hear about. So one That's area that one area that you explore is how technology-enabled platforms assist in efficient economic transactions while mitigating asymmetric information. What are some interesting patterns or results you've observed? And what are some conclusions you've made based on those observations? Yes, uh, my primary research interests is on understanding digital platforms, like you mentioned. More specifically, I want to study platform policy changes that the platforms make uh, which, which would generally be to address some sort of an imbalance between various sites on the platform. Now, especially some of these policy changes have a lot of unintended consequences. And this is something we increasingly see on a number of platforms. So understanding this is something which is which I'm very interested in. Uh, for instance, uh, one of my studies is on Airbnb. Uh, as we all know, Airbnb allows its hosts to screen their guests before renting out the property. Now, this particular screening mechanism has led to discriminatory behavior on the parts of hosts and has led to a lot of negative publicity for Airbnb. So in an effort to correct this imbalance, Airbnb made screening optional by introducing this feature called instant booking. When you check right now, you would see that. So I investigate what happens when screening becomes optional and what are the consequences it has for hosts, not the guests, right, who adopt this feature. Uh, in brief, I find that the minority hosts, both African-American hosts and women hosts, are actually more likely to adopt this feature and they actually even gain more by adopting this feature. Another research of mine, it investigates a change in privacy policy on Android. Now, there were a lot of complaints about, lock, about this lack of privacy when people used mobile phones, uh, especially the Android phones. So Android tried to fix this imbalance in some sense by altering how these apps would seek permission to accessing user-sensitive information. So I study the implication of this policy change. Now I find in, in brief, I find that apps that strategically delay adopting this new privacy policy, they actually face negative consequences in terms of their reputation and popularity. And there are a few more other exciting projects that I'm working on right now. It's really fascinating to hear about, especially as you're investigating how companies like Airbnb or Google, when they're using Android, they try to optimize so that you have high levels of consumer confidence you have high levels of consumer expectations about future products or offerings. So um, this, this is very, you know, very quantitative based, optimization based. And I think that really probably pulls from your experience as an engineer, looking at uh, in-depth analysis of these companies. So we've noticed that your interest in areas of expertise largely consist of using various methodologies like econometrics and machine learning to study the digital economy and these types of platforms. So could you go over how exactly you, you use these methodologies and why you chose them? That's right. So in my field of research, rigorous econometrics is actually a requirement. 
so to measure or study impact of any economic policies or any mechanism designs in my case uh, you would want to very carefully measure the outcomes hence econometrics like measuring the outcomes so once you and your audience you start your undergraduate research i think you will be introduced to this field quite early my sense also is that some high school students are already introduced to this so that's great now similarly in, in the other direction there is this computer scientists statisticians industry researchers and practitioners who have been using multiple machine learning techniques for a long time of course deep learning and a few other revolutions are relatively new but the fundamentals of artificial neural networks and machine learning have been around for a few decades now so you already have econometrics in the social science world and machine learning in the computer science statistics world so researchers are now trying to bring them together and see how these techniques can complement each other in the same vein i've also tried to utilize the power of machine learning specifically a bunch of deep learning techniques to uncover the richness of the data that i that is available to me now specifically to answer your question on why did i use these methodologies and what are the questions that i have studied using these methodologies or these techno technologies i take an ideas first approach in that my choice of technologies depend on the questions that i have in my mind let me give you examples uh, one of the typical questions that we study uh, would be uh, how are users perceiving a particular platform policy now if this question requires me to pour over a bunch of user comments and that this is when i use text analysis techniques some simple ones such as bag of words or, or some of the modern ones such as vector embedding to derive some insights another typical question that i would generally face in doing research specifically on venture capital investments would be what is the relationship or what is the type of business overlaps between the investor and the investee so then this is again where i use text analysis techniques to understand how the business are similar etc so in both the cases above you see that i've employed machine learning techniques to look at uh, unstructured data and from that i actually from the uh, the insights that i derive from this i can probably then decide what econometric models to use so in some sense i have currently used machine learning and all the modern text analysis techniques to feed into my econometrics model did that answer your question yes that certainly did and i just wanted to point out something that i realized when i was listening uh, to your answer to my previous question and that is that um the work you do requires a very broad and expansive skill set and i think that's very important for listeners of our podcast to realize um econometrics is economics is increasingly becoming the sort of science where you know it's not just one field it's not just supply and demand or international trade it's also how can we pull from scientific principles how can we pull from uh principles from the humanities so it's it's a very, it's like a nexus of all these different fields of study and it's very interesting how you apply it to the work you do one other thing that i found in your response was that while of course you study you know company efficiency company optimization um you are also very efficient and you also optimize the way in which you study these companies so i thought there was a very interesting relationship between the work you study 
the things you study and the work you do in relation to that. Um, so we have time for one last question. Over the course of your educational experience, what are some of the biggest takeaways you've had or lessons you've learned? And what do you look forward to in your future? This is a very good question, Kesha. Uh, there are actually many takeaways, and I believe some of them are very specific to me. But I think if there is one key learning that I want to share with you and your listeners, because I believe it may benefit you, uh, is this ability to clearly demarcate your substantial interests from methodological interests. Because I think a lot of things that we've talked about today uh, falls in this particular discussion. Now, the former, that is the substantial interests, will give you an identity of who you are. And the, the latter, which is the methodological interest, it actually helps you to be who you are. Now, it's very important for you to develop both of these interests, but I think it is important to realize that these have to be developed independent of each other. Now, an example of a substantial interest would be climate change, racial justice, platform policies, uh, say labor laws in gig economy and the likes. So you would have realized my substantial interest at this point is in studying digital platform policies. Now, this is something that I picked from my classes, from my research readings and my understanding of how technology works. And uh, developing any of these substantial interests, which is not superficial, will take a lot of time and it needs some serious thinking. So you, you guys definitely have at least four years of your undergraduate life to define and fine tune your substantial interests. But the methodological interests, not so much. You definitely don't have to wait. No, if you're thinking of picking up uh, an AI or an ML technology, you just do it. You don't worry about formally learning everything before you start trying out these technologies. Of course, right? you would need uh, fundamentals of linear algebra or programming in Python. And there are many courses in Coursera which are very useful. So I would probably, if this is something that if I knew before, I would be very, uh, you know, in, in some sense, I would have been much more efficient is basically I would have started with certain technologies that were off the shelf and I would start tinkering with this, right? Once you really know this tool well, and that's when you realize that it's not just the science that goes in, in developing these, but it's also an art to get the model right. And then I would probably try to participate in competitions and hackathons. Uh, an example would be a Kaggle competition. And actually, most importantly, I would also take a problem that my school is facing and I would try to deploy a technological solution. Now, for example, I know of a few high school students who wrote a chatbot to answer basic questions about, say, what's available in the cafeteria today, etc. Right. So, and finally, once you start understanding these technologies and building your fundamentals on economics in your schools, you can then try to figure out how you can you meaningfully use machine learning to derive ca causal inference. Basically, what I'm actually encouraging you guys is just to start, right? You just start. Once you start, you'll definitely learn how easy it is to scale up and pick a new technologies. Of course, getting this head start is very, very important because it can be a differentiator in your schools, in your, uh, in your undergraduate studies. And of course, while ability and talent will lead you further, it is very, very important, as I think, that getting a head start 
it, it definitely makes a difference. Uh, uh, it is a differentiator to a lot of high school students. Now, actually, to specifically answer your question on what do I look forward in the future? Now, I would like to see a lot of econ policy focused students like you and other listeners to also become very proficient in law or programming and can meaningfully add to the discourse on digital platforms and how these platforms influence our personal and professional life. So I strongly encourage you all to be very multidisciplinary. And I very clearly realize the way how you've been asking questions and uh, uh, looking at the forums is that this is what you guys are preferring as well. This is something that is there in your approach. So I, I actually encourage you to be very multidisciplinary and very open-minded. So, and I also hope to be a mentor to some of you when you're working and probably also work with you in the process. Dr. Maya, thank you so much for all this amazing advice. Um, thank you once again as well for agreeing to speak with us today. It was very insightful to hear from you and learn about the work you do. It's a pleasure to be here, Keshav. Thank you. So everyone, this concludes our third episode of the Global Student Economics Forum's official podcast. Be sure to check out our website at www.gsefofficial.org if you would like to learn more about joining and contributing to our organization. Thank you everyone for tuning in today and we will see you next time.